Hey, Nikki. Hey, Gabby. So today we are talking all about fear. We are switching gears. We are done with relationships, and we're going to go into some new topics. Um, A little bit more heavier, but much necessary. So I want to start the conversation with, you know, just being personal and starting with, you know, fears that I've had. So um, I would say probably the last four, three and a half to four years, if someone was to ask me what my greatest fear um, was in that time, um, that was, you know, three and a half years ago, if anyone doesn't know or follow me on social media, um, my mom was diagnosed with Huntington's disease. And, um, you know, during that time, many of her siblings were also diagnosed with it. Um, And just in layman's terms, to make it really short and simple, it's a hereditary disease, it's rare, there's no cure, and basically your brain just dies much faster. And everything that your brain controls, which is every part of your body, you know, just dies along with it. So um, knowing, you know, at that time that my mom was diagnosed and knowing that it is hereditary, uh, I would say the last three and a half to four years, that was my greatest Mm. fear. Um, Just like a a polarizing fear to the point where, like, I, I, I really didn't live life the way I wanted to. Um, I allowed the fear of thinking that I had it just stop me from going after things that I want in life. You know, I just kind of, it was almost to the point where I was like, why does it matter? Because I probably have it. So why, mm. why would I even try to go for goals and aspirations? And like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And it started to become really bad, like the fear, um, anxiety. I think a lot of it had to do with um, just taking care of my mom, and it's in my face all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I see her every day. I see how it's affected her, how it's changed her, and you know, oftentimes I would sit and look at her and think to myself, "That's going to be me in you know five years, in twenty years, and who knows how long." Uh, you know, I, and I'm going to say something that some people are probably going to really look at me different you know with this thought process and I understand but also I don't care because I'm real Mm -hmm. and this is my life and this is my journey and we're all human but about uh two months ago I had a really low point you know just thinking about it all and I had made a decision in my mind that if I ever had Huntington's disease that I would for sure commit suicide um, even to the point where I planned it out. Like, oh my goodness. I knew exactly how I was going to do it. I didn't know exactly when because Huntington's disease affects you at different ages. Like, it's not like I would know when it would affect me. But, you know, ideally in my mind, I was like, man, if I have this, you know, at least if I can get my son out of high school, you know, get him out of the house, have him be an adult. Um, but I, I planned it out. I said, if I have this disease, like... I'm, I'm going to, I'm not living with it. Um, oh, wow. And that's just to show like how polarizing fear can be that, you know, you don't even know like what's going on or if anything is going to happen, but you start to make these huge, obviously life-changing um, decisions, not just for me, but for, you know, people who I love. And I, you know, after that about, I don't know, maybe a month after I, and I was, that was my mind. It was made <laughs> up. It was nothing nothing could stop it nothing could change my mind um and then about a month later i was thinking about it and i kind of broke down because i was like man like i know this is something that i'll do if i have huntington's disease but 
you know, what about the people I love? Like, what about my family? What about my friends? What about yeah. people I've impacted? Like, how would that impact their lives mm-hmm. in a negative thing? If, if, if knowing that, you know, I was at such a low point that, you know, I would kill myself. So it was just a lot of emotions. And I, yesterday, I didn't tell anyone, but I went five weeks ago and got tested yesterday. I picked up my results and I don't have it. Praise God. <laughs> I don't have it. Um, I get emotional. Every, I mean, all day yesterday, I was crying. I cried. I mean, good tears. Um, happy tears, yeah. Happy tears because literally for <laughs> trying not to cry so much because I can't talk and cry at the same time, but for like four years, it was it was like torture for me because I really, really believed I had it um, and how much of a hold it had on my life and how many things I didn't do in the last four years. And, you know, to even get to the point of saying I'm going to commit suicide. And then, I mean, obviously I feel great because I don't have it now, but it was really like a reality check for me. Like I, I was so, um, like it, it, it's put a new things into perspective for me. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, um, we were just talking, this is a new, new episode, you guys. <laughs> Nikki actually asked me yesterday, do we have a topic? And I didn't want to answer immediately because I hadn't got my results yet. And I was like, mm. I was even afraid to talk about it. Cause I'm like, what if I go into this room? What if I tell her I want to talk about fear? And then I go into this room and she tells me you have Huntington's disease. Like, would I really be able to sit here and talk about fear, knowing how fearful I would have been in the moment? Yeah. And there were so many t- ways I tried to, like, get around it and, and still operate in fear and try to operate in faith throughout this process. But um, literally, when I think of, like, like that, that is my biggest or was at least my biggest fear in life and to know that I had the strength to, you know, conquer it. And all I really had was a mustard seed of faith. Like when it talks yeah. about having a mustard seed of faith and and it will move mountains. I mean, I fasted for five weeks. I prayed. I, I everything I possibly thought I could do um, to just stay at peace. And I really was at peace. But um, and that was like, I felt like I was David and Huntington's disease was um, Goliath and I slayed my giants and yeah, so I wanted to be open and honest and vulnerable about that because I know how fear can impact your life. Mm, What a testimony. What a testimony. (laughs) God is so good. And I love that you said that about having a mustard seed of faith. That mustard seed is literally what carries you through. It's the only thing. It was nothing to do with me. Yeah. Literally nothing because I was so afraid. And when I got the results, I talked to the geneticist and I was like, I wish I would have done this four years ago (laughs) and I wasn't tortured this whole time. But I mean, better late than never. And like, I, it just opened up my eyes and it was like, I'm like, I'm living life now. Yes. And And, and I feel like, I feel like, obviously I feel like if I was talking to someone else, I would have given them that that encouragement anyways like I know you're facing this live life it's always hard for me because I can give great advice to other people but when I'm in it it's sometimes hard to take your own advice because yeah. that you're you're dealing with your own fear yeah. and yeah. like now I'm like nah 
I am living my life to the fullest. <laughs> I'm out here. I don't know what that looks like, but... No, I'm super excited <laughs> for you because... I didn't realize you can get tested for it right now. Yeah. So I remember you, um, when your mom was kind of going through the process and getting diagnosed, you saying things like, pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. If I start to show, show changes in my behavior and stuff like that. So that was always something in the back of my mind. But I was like, I won't have to worry about that for like 30 or 40 years. But I'm like, wait a minute. So you can you could have got tested this whole time. <laughs> so I'm so happy. And I just remember like, um, just a couple of like girls dates we had when we talked about like our future and things we wanted to do. And you sounded so hesitant about schooling and purchasing a home and moving out. And I, I would get excuses for you from you, but I used to feel like these are not valid excuses. Yeah. And I was like, I want to come back and tell her like, don't let that stop you. But now yeah. it makes a lot more sense because it was more things behind it. Was it was so much more. And, and again, it was the even fear kept me from talking about fear like I wouldn't even (laughs) be honest about like what was really scaring me because it was like if you do then you have to actually be open and you have to tell people your feelings and then like they may worry about you and it was like no I'll just internalize it all which obviously is not I would never give advice to anyone about that but for me I did it and it was just torture yeah so, you know, I, I really wanted to open up with that because it's like obviously it's fresh it's brand new I can confidently say I conquered my biggest fear as of now (laughs) in 2022 from my whole entire life and um what better time to talk about fear yeah and what an amazing example because you had a legitimate fear that Mm -hmm. is a legitimate fear you know what I mean so I think about like some I feel like now any example of fear you can think of it, it just goes to show you that in this case, you literally needed a miracle. You literally needed God. Mm-hmm. So it's like if we compare a lot of our fears to situations like that, it's like God can bring me out of that too. So, exactly. yeah, this is the perfect episode. It's the perfect episode. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think everyone knows it kind of has their own general idea of what fear is. But just for episode purpose, like um, just looking it up online, it says fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or a threat. Um, So fear can take so many forms. I mean, you have like really deep rooted fears and then there's like those, you know, fears of like spiders and things like that. The ones that aren't really dangerous to you, but for some reason something has instilled fear to you. Um, So this is, whatever fears like I don't want to invalidate anyone's fear so if someone says yeah because if it's a fear it's a fear Mm -hmm. um and I can't say oh well that's stupid you know I think some Mm -hmm. people belittle other people's fears like get over it it's it's just a whatever and it's like no like encourage them to be like you know face that you know whatever that is so absolutely I agree and I actually so I like that you brought up that definition of fear because it's a different kind of fear of what I wrote as, like, uh-huh. I try to come up with my own definition yeah. of fear. This is, like, a different type of fear. But I put a belief or perception of a negative outcome that paralyzes or keeps stagnant. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what's for me. Yeah. Paralyzing. It, yeah, that is exactly <sighs> like your situation. It just keeps you in a place because it's kind of like a better safe than sorry mentality. Like, I could invest in a business, but I don't want to waste all my time and money and effort just for it to flop. So I'm better off just not trying at all. So that's kind of like an example of what my definition of fear is. Yeah, that's great. And it's amazing how no matter what your fear is, whether if it's big, small, um, something that you've been dealing with all your life or a brand new fear, um, it affects us 
in so many ways. Yeah. Like it affects, it can easily affect every portion of your body, you know, depending on how extreme that fear is, like physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, affects your social life. It affects, you know, it can affect everything. Um, and I kind of wanted to like, let's break down those, those different things of like how it can affect you. Um, so, I mean, obviously I kind of, I guess I'll just start mentally because, you know, sharing, sharing my story, um, mentally it was, it was like torture because you would continue, I would continue to, um, tell myself I had something that I had no idea and I would constantly, tell myself like it's not worth it if you want to live life because you know who cares like even to the point of mentally saying I will kill myself if I have this like the distress that it can cause on your mental self um, can be extreme it can cause people to go into anxiety it can cause people to go into depression depending on how your fear is and what that looks like Um, it can cause all these different just negative terrible thoughts and that was like one of the biggest things I mean it's affected me all these ways um but that was my biggest battle is like my thoughts and mentally dealing with (laughs) this disease I agree I I agree I mean it affects you in so many ways um long term I think you'll be you can become depressed you can Mm -hmm. live a life that feels unfulfilled unsatisfied Mm -hmm. you'll feel incomplete um your self-esteem is low believing that you're not where you want to be in life um, not reaching your fullest potential. Mm-hmm. How are you going to truly be happy and have okay. joy and peace if you just feel like you're living a mediocre life because you're too fearful of doing what truly makes you happy, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has a huge weight on your self-esteem. I mean, I remember, and this, I don't know, like you said, I'm going to try not to use words like silly fear or yeah. anything to invalidate, but I do remember being having a postpartum depression and I had a fear of leaving the house. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a fear of being seen by anyone. Um, I gained a lot of weight after I had my first daughter, but it wasn't just the weight because I felt like I was okay with it. I'm like, I had a baby. And so people kept telling me how much Mm -hmm. weight I gained. Right. (laughs) And so I developed a fear where I would not leave my room. And that wasn't healthy for me or my baby. You know what I mean? So it can affect and that's not going to help me to lose the weight. No, not at all. You're <laughs> you just know? stuck to like you said paralyzed. Yeah. So like it affected me physically, out. mentally, emotionally. I was sad and and it made me close off people. Mm-hmm. I closed off all the relationships because I was terrified of people seeing the new me. Um terrified to run into anybody. I wouldn't go anywhere. If I did go anywhere, I was avoiding people like the plague. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I just didn't want that interaction because I was so fearful and so ashamed of just being myself and uh, fearful of other people's opinions of me. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, socially, like, closing people off and becoming isolated. Like, Mm -hmm. I I didn't allow it, you know, to be that extreme for me. But, Mm -hmm. like, even talking about, um, you know, our episode of dating, like, all the things that I talked about in that and why I don't didn't want to date, you know, those were all valid and true. Mm-hmm. But another huge reason was, like, what if I had this? And then I get close to someone and I fall in love with them. And, like, in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'll ever get married. Like, I, I will refuse to get married yeah. if I had this disease. Um, that And that's my own personal choice. I think anyone can do what they want to do. Um, but in my personal choice, I was like, I won't, I won't do that. Um, so even that was always something in the back of my mind of like, I don't know if I let anyone get too close, um, knowing this and, and, and kind of pushing those rela- potential relationships off. And like, how are you talking about, you know, emotionally and crying and stuff like, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I cried. 
Like, it, it just doesn't feel good. And even yeah. physically, like, with anxiety for any... I know I've dealt with anxiety um, oh. many times. And even still occasionally will have spouts of it, mm. honestly. But, um, like, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, those are terrible. Like, you feel horrible in your body. Like, your your heart is racing. Yeah. Like, your brain is foggy. And this is, these are my symptoms. My brain is foggy. Like, I, I might even start getting, like, my hands clammy and get kind of shaky. And it's just, like, sometimes you feel like you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that stems from fear. Mm-hmm. From some kind of fear. And it's, like, it's amazing how one little thing, which... Oh, I read a study, and I can't remember the exact number. I think I've mentioned this on one of the other episodes, but it's something like 80 or 85% of people's fears are things that they not really have to quote-unquote make up in their head, but things that they think about that will probably never Never happen. happen, Never happen. And it's like going through the situation, thinking to myself, how many other times have I been fearful of something that just never happened? And it was like, why put yourself through stress and anxiety and all these terrible feeling emotions and thoughts when you have no idea if it's even going to be? Yeah. You know, you have no idea if that's going to hurt you. You know, some people have fear of getting into relationships because they're afraid of being hurt. You have mm-hmm. no idea. You might find someone who's absolutely amazing yeah. and change your life. And you're like, you don't want to block that. You know, so it's like... Fear just blocks so many blessings. Yeah, so many blessings. Thinking about, you know, a career or going back to school mm-hmm. or starting a business. All of the, all of these things. Like I think about one thing that I hear a lot of people say is they don't want to start a business. And I know one fear for me is like every people are already doing that. Somebody already mm-hmm. did that. And my friend <laughs> Jasmine, shout out to you, Jasmine. I'll stay bringing her up on here. But she was like, "Girl, how many um." People started a burger spot after McDonald's. Mm-hmm. How many people started a pizza spot after Papa John's? You know, yeah. so she was just using that as an example. And I'm like, that's so true. And it's like, you can't put those type of uh, limitations on yourself. This is a quote that my husband actually told me um, by Darius Daniels. It says, our limitations are self-imposed, perceived limitations, not actual limitations. Wow. And I was like, that's so good. What? that's so it's so true every hairstylist you know i mean they weren't the hairstyle the first hairstylist ever every podcaster you know they weren't the first podcaster ever you know what i mean so you can't let those things live in our mind you know what i mean they live in our mind and maybe you're afraid that you will fail because you don't know how and i got another quote okay (laughs) uh this is one is by ray bradbury he said jump and you will find out how to unfold your wings as you fall and i really like that because i said like no matter what it is say you want to get into uh real estate Mm -hmm. you know dip your toes in there some kind of how yeah do a webinar get a mentor you know go follow somebody around Mm -hmm. and ask questions even if you know absolutely nothing about it I'm sure everyone who, every single person who's involved in real estate at some point knew nothing, nothing about, about it. it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so they didn't have much more of a start than you, even mm-hmm. if that was back in eighth grade or when they were 52. Mm-hmm. At some point, they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. They had to learn. Even the most successful person you know. They have to learn. They had to learn. Yeah. They didn't weren't born with the knowledge, so no. <laughs> don't think right. like that. And I love those points you, you're bringing up because it's it, it also shows like how... Fear can just dictate the course of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like, I'm afraid to go back to school. I might be too old. 
or I'm afraid to start this business because everyone else is doing it. And it's like, so what? Who yeah. cares if everyone else is doing it? Not everyone is amazing at it. Not everyone else is passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And if that's what God has placed into your heart, if that's your passion and your desire for whatever it is, go after it. Yeah. Like, how many people are on weeks you know one of the episodes we're talking about you know people's greatest regrets in life and it's like how many people go through life they get to an old age and look back like why didn't i do that you know yeah. why didn't i take that risk why didn't i take that chance why didn't and it could be anything why didn't i travel more why didn't i go after that that career that i knew was my passion and and i loved it but i didn't want to do it because i was afraid of letting people down because they wanted me to do this it's like we can't let fear or anything dictate our lives. Like mm-hmm. our life, this is our one and only life one here life. on this earth. And um, we want to live it to the fullest, yeah. but fear stops us. And that could be so many different, it could be a made up fear in our mind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's things that people put into us mm-hmm. and we, we accept that. Like some people tell us like, oh, you could never do that because that's just not what our family does. Or you could... Um, you're not smart enough. And so now you have the fear of failure, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's a huge one, fear of failure. Like so many yes. people, are, and I know I've been guilty of it. I, I can sit here and honestly say there's been times where I'm like, what if I fail? Yeah. But it's like, failing's a part of the process. It is. It's the most <laughs> successful people fail at something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have these, these people who have multiple business ventures and some of their venture, their ventures um, flopped. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. You don't ever hear about it again, but they're killing it in other areas, but they took the risk and you never know. I And I'm in a mindset now of like, I don't care if I fail. Like obviously no one wants to fail and continually fail, but I don't right. care because at least I know I took the risk. Yeah. At least I can go to my deathbed and say, I tried it. Maybe yeah. it didn't work, but I tried and it and I'm conquering that. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just the weeding out process. Yes. So maybe you think like, I really want to do this. You go through it. It doesn't work out, but it opens up the doors to the next thing. Yeah. But you may never get to that door or it may take a long time because you're rerouting. Like I yes. think about my life and how many times God put a path in front of me and was like, okay, this is where I want you to go. And me like, okay, I'll take this turn and this turn and this turn. And God's like, why are you taking the long scenic route? I'm trying to get you to the next place. And you doing all these U-turns and all these donuts in the in the <laughs> parking lot. And it's like, stop. That's what it feels like sometimes when you're in fear. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing donuts. Like you're on this, like you're on a treadmill. You're going nowhere. You're moving. You're working. Like you're you're sweating. And the treadmill <laughs> like, was off the whole time. And then, yeah. And it's like you're going nowhere. You're literally in the same spot. But that's what fear does to you. It can literally take your life. And so many people, I believe, they just settle. They just settle. They don't yes. do things that make them happy. Mm. And it's like I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I've wasted enough time in just these four years. Like I can't imagine doing that again for another year another four or ten years but there are people who live their life on kind of like a safety net yeah and i'm not saying go out and just take crazy risks and do some crazy things i mean obviously use discernment but don't let fear be the thing that stops you yeah and like you said like not going out doing crazy things (laughs) so do you think that fear can be healthy for sure so i want to also say that because fear always gets a bad reputation Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess for things like this that we talk about and how it can be so gripping on us 
But there are some healthy fears. I mean, I, I'm not going to go jump into fire because I know fire burns me. Yes. <laughs> so that hurts. I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go jump. I mean, I do get into the ocean. But I'm not going to get out on a boat and jump into the middle of the ocean where it's deep, where I know there's sharks and whales <laughs> and things all around me because I might get eaten. Right. There's certain <laughs> things that it just makes sense mm-hmm. because, like, the, the first definition I talked about is dangerous. There's certain things that are dangerous. We learn Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, if I had my kid run towards a busy street, I'm going to be fearful and run after them, grab them. Mm -hmm. And But I think, too, the difference between those is those are fears, again, like I said, they're dangerous. But they're not a fear that is gripping on you. It's like in in the moment. Like, oh, I'm not going to touch it. That's hot. It's it's just, it's almost like a common sense type deal. Like, the other fears that we, like, that live in our head are things that, like, paralyze us so there's a difference but i definitely think fear can be healthy i think so too and even with those type of fears also i feel like when your decisions impact other people around you you have to be careful i remember hearing a story a long time ago some reality show i was watching and a girl Mm -hmm. was talking about how like her mom um was like a free spirit and she always wanted to travel and that came at the expense of her children not you know she didn't take them she kind of was like i'm a free spirit this is what and so her kids were left behind and they felt neglected Mm -hmm. and they felt unloved and so you know i would like to act but i feel like for me i'm not at i know i don't want to be famous you know i want to act yeah and that's different I have three children. They're in school. They have a lot of things that they're committed to. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to pack up my family and be like, we're going to Hollywood because I need to chase an acting career. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe when I was 21, 22, that would have been fine. With, no, well, I had kids then, too. Yeah. Maybe when I was 18, 19. True. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> Back then, yes, awesome if you can do that. But you have to have caution. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to have caution. You can't just go jumping and doing whatever. Yeah. Obviously, you would never do this. But if you want to start dating you're not just mm-hmm. gonna start going wherever dating whoever not gonna go on instagram and say first guy you asked me out i'm gonna say yes <laughs> right or just inviting people over like it's oh, called gosh, caution no. that like you don't want to be just completely fearless in every area no, because you'll probably not. die soon you will so yeah like obviously there are good things to be fearful of bad things to be fearful of um it's i i really think it's just using discernment and then too mm-hmm. you know what else i think is really important is talking to someone you know, yes. talking to someone, if it's going to counseling, if it's just someone you trust, you know, and I, I want to say someone you trust because sometimes people can give you some bad advice or sometimes people can feed into your fears. Like, oh, yeah, you definitely should not do that because that would just be so terrible. That's and it's like, hilarious. oh, okay, well, I definitely won't do that then <laughs> and be even more fearful. Yeah. Um, but talk to someone because a lot of times when you talk to someone and get good sound advice and even in counseling they help you they have techniques to help you break things down and you can see like what is really causing this fear because sometimes those fears have a much different root than what you think it is like when you get deep down to like what the actual root causes a lot of times you're like oh that's not as scary as i thought it was Mm-hmm. So I definitely think talking to people because that can also help open up your mind to things. Because I know there's been things in my life that's been like subtle fears. And then if I talk about it and I hear someone else like, you know, response to it, I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, that is silly of me to think that. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely would say talk to people, yeah. um, which I guess that kind of goes into like the ways that you can overcome it. Yeah, I agree. Talking to someone 
um, is probably the the best way to do it because it's good to get other perspectives. Like we talked about limitations being your perception. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So someone else can look at you from the outside and be like, what, girl? No, that's not a, Mm -hmm. you know, don't be afraid of that. So that's one of the biggest things. Um, Taking actionable steps is another way to overcome fears. Like we Mm -hmm. just said, dip your toes in the water. You know what I mean? Do it. So I decided to take swim lessons, Mm -hmm. to sign up for swim lessons because I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of water, but I have been fearful of trying to learn in the past. Like, I took swim lessons as a kid, and I was like, mm-mm, y'all not getting me under that water. <laughs> but now I'm like, I want to do it. Like, I'm just going to go take swim mm-hmm. lessons. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Right, like, you're, you're actually under the supervision of someone, yeah. so they're not going to let you just go in and drown. Because I'm tired of being afraid of it. So it's like, mm. think about those fears that you have. I'm like, I am just tired of not doing things that I see other people do that look mm-hmm. so fun, like, being a stand, just uh, watching standby and they're swimming and they're skating mm-hmm. and they're doing these things. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't yeah. know. I'll just sit. I'll just watch. Mm-hmm. We just talked about yoga. Yes. Oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. And you was like, I ain't going to do it. I might fall down or something. I'm like, they going to not have you out there falling down. Listen. You could do it. I sent Gabby a yoga class and I said, oh, girl, you should go to this. That'd be fun. She said, yes, let's do it. I said, we, girl. <laughs> But that's a prime example (laughs) of, like, getting yourself out there. Take the steps. Like, literally, what is the worst thing that can happen? Whatever it is. What if it's just, it's not for you? Like, sometimes you just try things out. You're like, no, it's not for me. You know? But you had the experience. But you tried it. We went to pole dancing class. We went to pole dancing. I'm not going to be dancing on poles for the rest of my life. (laughs) That's definitely not for me. (laughs) But it was a fun experience. It was super fun. So much fun. That is a workout. Out. So, I don't know if I should say kudos to you if you do that, because that sounds kind of weird. Kudos. I mean, because everybody that pole dances is it's a not stripper. stripper so. Okay. <laughs> but that is an amazing workout. I was sore for days, literally, after that. Yeah, you got to have some serious skills. But yeah, just try things. If you, it looks fun to you, do it. Yeah. Don't let anybody or anything or yourself stop you from trying the things that look amazing and look fun and look exciting to you. And you know what? So I think a lot of times too, not even just failure, but perfectionism. I think sometimes Mm. people think I can't do that because I want to be perfect at it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't have to be perfect at it. Like you could learn how to swim. You're not going to be Michael Phelps. You could be if you you (laughs) practice enough, but you're not going out there to be the perfect person, the best of the best. You just want to learn how to do something. If I take up a class that, you know, I always think it's fun to do like salsa dancing or something Mm -hmm. like that, like some type of unique dance. I don't think I'm going to be a world-renowned dancer, (laughs) but it would be just something fun to do and try. And and, And what I've learned, because I've always used to use the term perfectionism because I'm the type of person that I truly want to give my best at things. Like, I really want things to be, and I know there's no such thing as perfect, but I want things to be as close to, in my mind, what perfect mm-hmm. is. And oftentimes I realize it stunts a lot of the things I want to do. Or, like, mm-hmm. it prolongs it because I'm not getting it done mm-hmm. because it has to be perfect. Yeah, I can't put it out there because it has to be perfect. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, It doesn't. And in reality, perfection is unattainable no yeah, matter nobody's what. Nobody's perfect. No one's perfect. <laughs> Nothing is perfect mm-hmm. but God. Exactly. And it's like... Like, I'm telling you, this is just a whole new, fresh perspective. And I feel like my mind is in such a better place um, because of this situation. But also, too, I guess kind of going into your mind is, you know, for those who are believers, prayer. Praying and talking to God about your fears is 
like key. Yeah. It's key. And I and the crazy thing is so this has been going on for me. You know, I just got my results yesterday on the seventeenth. I started this process five weeks ago and I thought that this was going to be like the worst five weeks of my life. Like I thought I was going to get in here and be crying every day and be like just like distraught every day. And literally I had the most unexplainable peace mm. I've probably ever experienced. Wow. Like I was just, it was almost like I wasn't even doing this. It was like, I was just, cause I was, I changed my focus from my fear to God. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't focusing on that. Like, I'm like, you know what, God it's in your hands. Like I can't do nothing about it. I can only do what I can do. And that's very minimal. Like it's in your hands and I'm going to focus on you. And I just, you know, prayed and did like Christian meditations and, you know, just really focused on God. And I had so much peace and it's like if you take that and apply it to other things in life other fears in life and to be like i'm not focusing on that like even though even if it is a real thing that's going on in your life and i get it i for sure get it but i'm not gonna put all my energy in that i'm gonna Mm -hmm. put it in god because i serve a god who can change things literally Mm -hmm. he's continuously changing things and making ways and opening up doors and healing and all these things are attainable but we have to switch our focus Mm -hmm. so i would definitely say prayer is a big thing um even just meditation and meditation looks different for everyone but just basically taking into consideration all your thoughts and breathing through breathing has become like the best thing for me especially when i start getting anxious Mm -hmm. just and just do deep breaths like that a few times your body literally has to relax like those deep slow breaths forces your body to relax because you're slowing everything down Mm -hmm. um so i would say even if you're in a fearful situation just just breathe through it pray through it talk through it there's so many different ways but don't neglect it yeah don't be like oh that's a fear it is what it is it's just i've been afraid of it all my life take it head on and Mm -hmm. it's not easy it's it's not always easy yeah i think one thing that i've done is for my anxiety Mm -hmm. um breathing helps a lot um and i like to trace back to when the anxiety started Mm. because sometimes i'll feel super anxious and i don't even know why i'm trying to work yeah and function but i'm anxious or i'll try and listen to music but i can't even get into it because i got so much stuff going on and i can literally trace back to where the anxiety started and a lot of times that for me was like oh my gosh like it's not that serious. Like, it may be something that somebody said to me earlier that day that, or a text message I got, or it usually is stuff like that. Like, I'm usually fine when I'm in my own bubble. Yeah. But, like, I, my husband, I told him that, like, he used to, not him, but he would come around and I would get a little anxious because mm-hmm. I would have my phone on Do Not Disturb. I would have it nice and quiet. I would, you know, just be listening to music or whatever. But when he comes home... His phone is like, it's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, it's ringing, ringing, ringing. His text messages is, he's answering. He's talking to so many different people. He's making, he's just doing stuff. Like, and I'm disrupting like. Disrupting your peace. Disrupting my peace. And I'm, I, I'm, I've gotten used to it now and I'm fine with it. But I don't know why, for some reason, I think it kind of stems back to when I had postpartum and I didn't want to leave the house. And it took me so long to come out of that and avoiding people constantly, not answering my phone. So now to be married to somebody who is <laughs> 
completely to, opposite. Come literally super personable <laughs> and, and just wants to be out here extrovert yes. and everything. He can make friends with anybody. Like he'll be talking to someone like, yeah, let's get together. And I'm just like, you know, and so. Now that I'm not as anxious in those situations, but I can literally think back to like, oh, you got anxious because you got that phone call, you got invited to that thing and you can't make it. So now you're nervous about having to tell them no. And I'm just like, girl, it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. Now I'll answer somebody's question so fast so it can just be done and over with. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just stuff like that, that, you know, will stress you out or that you're worried about that you don't even realize, like, sometimes you just got to go back to the source and then really think about it. Like, is this the worst thing in the world? Mm -hmm. No, it's not. How can we handle it? How can we fix it? Talk it out, Mm -hmm. figure it out, and then you can usually move on from those type things. One other thing that I want to add in there is I really like writing things down. I Mm -hmm. think writing things down helps you get out of your head. Sometimes when you're in your head, you can be, you can have so many different quote-unquote voices pulling you in all these different directions but when you're writing it down you're being very intentional and you're it's it's starting to keep your focus from all the things that are going on in your head and now you have to like one by one put those down so what i would also say is like for people whether if it's one fear if you have multiple fears i would say write those down write Mm. those down you know acknowledge that they exist and then instead of looking at those fears and saying I'm fearful of this because this negative thing will happen. Say, what if it like nothing negative would happen? Yeah. What would be the positive if I learn to swim, mm-hmm. or if I try to swim, I might drown? Is probably what someone would think. But you could say, I'm afraid of swimming, or I'm afraid of water. But what's the positive? I could go have fun. I could actually take my kids in the pool or in the beach or in the um, ocean, mm-hmm. and like actually be in there and play with them. Yeah. You know, I could. I could be someone who saves someone's life if someone's drowning. You know, I had that happen to me where a kid was drowning. And I've, I've swam all my life since I was, like, two. So it was nothing for me. But, like, think if someone else was there that wasn't me, who didn't yeah. know how to swim. And they had to sit and watch that happen yeah. because they couldn't go in to save them. And it's like, think of the positive things that could come from this. And I think that also helps you get out of your head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you're not focused on the negative. Yeah. You're th- focused on like, wow, this is going to be like exciting. This I is like going to be fun. I yeah. Like so I say writing things down is, is also super helpful. Okay. So we have a question here mm-hmm. and it says, what is one fear that is impacting your life? And what is one step you can take to overcome that fear? So I thought about this mm-hmm. and my fear is, I kind of talked about it earlier, which is not living up to my fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have a fear of, um, just being stagnant and being stuck where I'm at. And I feel like I'm afraid that I'll talk myself to death about like the things I want to do and how I want to change and how I want to be. And I'm going to just keep letting years pass me by and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I guess, like, the word potential has always been, like, a word that kind of, like, triggers me a little Mm -hmm. bit. Because since I was a young girl, I used to be in this college college program. And I didn't even have, you you had to have really good grades. There was very few people selected for this. Yeah. Really good grades. I didn't have really good grades, but my teacher pulled me aside out of, like, two or three kids from our school in third grade. And she chose me. And she said it was because I had the potential. Yeah. She said, if you would just stop talking <laughs> and you would focus. I know, she. I remember she grabbed me by my little face. <sighs> and she was like, if you would just stop talking, I know you can do it. Potential. I ended up getting 
you know, I ended up um, ex- picking up my grades and staying for a couple of years, but I got kicked out of the program mm-hmm. because of my grades. And, you know, I've heard that word so much in my mm-hmm. life. You have so much potential, potential, potential. I'm like, I don't want to have potential anymore. <laughs> I want to walk in it. I want to yeah. be it. I want to flourish. And I I just, I, I don't know. I guess I get afraid that I'm going to be stuck here. I talk about being better physically. I've always had an image in my mind of being able to, before I had kids, being able to play with my kids and be healthy and fit and run around with them and keep them healthy and fit. And then as I watch years and years and years and years and years go by where that's not happening, I just can't help but wonder, like, is is it going to happen? You know, is it ever going to happen? I talk about becoming financially stable. I talk about purchasing a home, all the things that I want to do. And I just get, sometimes I just become afraid that it's just not going to happen. Another fear that's a little bit deep, (laughs) another uh, fear that kind of goes into the same thing is like um, being successful. Sometimes Mm -hmm. my mind, and I know this is something that I deal with because I've dealt with like so low Mm self-esteem or I'll even say self-hatred before in my life for Mm -hmm. so long since as old as young as I can remember mm-hmm. and sometimes when I think about being successful at things and I'm like it's if, for you to think and this is just my darkness talking yeah. <laughs> but it's like sometimes it's like for you to think that you can actually be successful at things or likable or people will understand or relate to you or even care about anything you have to say it's kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like you're not like what society um feels is beautiful or acceptable like you're not pretty you're not light-skinned you're not skinny you're not healthy you're not fit you're not popular you're not known you're not any of these things so that is what it takes to really actually be successful like you can tell yourself it's hard work all you want but the truth of the matter is this world is not going to let you in because they just don't care about people like you and that is (laughs) something that I really want to get past and I'm grateful that I just read Viola Davis's book because That was her. Like, she literally had been called black and ugly and the N-word so many times since a young girl. She had never been called beautiful until she was a teenager. And that, like, changed the trajectory of her life being in Upward Bound. But I see how she was as a little girl. Like, growing up poor, just... She had the worst childhood. Um, Dealt with racism, dealt with bullying, severe bullying. And for her to be where she is now, it's kind of like... You can't say that anymore. She was dark skinned like you. Mm -hmm. She was very poor. She was very, she lived um, in a town where there was a lot of racism. Mm -hmm. She dealt with abuse. She dealt with a lot of things. So it's like, that can't be your excuse because you've seen somebody do it before. So, but it is still hard sometimes because it's a battle that I have in my mind that I have to fight constantly when Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fight against these thoughts. And it's like in the subconscious or something, those limitations of my own perception, they keep coming back up saying like, no, you, you know, you really can't do it. Like you keep trying to convince yourself you can, but you know, you can't do it. And it's like, I really just want to get past that. So, um, one step that I'm taking is counseling. You know, I'm still working through that. And like I said, this is something that dates back to as early as I can remember being a little girl, having these thoughts and these feelings. So it's going to take some time to overcome, but you know, through prayer, through counseling, through surrounding myself with positive, uplifting people, because this world is full of people who only care about looks and money and status and stuff like that. But I'm not going to surround myself with those people. Those people don't validate me. So constantly working on that. Of course, it's always a constant journey. And you know what? Just listening to everything that we're saying and taking it in, 
Fear is one of Satan's greatest tactics. Mm. You know, I was talking about this the other day with someone. He's like, he knows for those who are saved, he cannot have our souls. And it kills him. Mm -hmm. It kills him to know that he actually can't take something and completely destroy it. But then he tries to destroy areas of our lives by keeping us in fear. And he's like... I know, because I think about that, I think to myself, and, and I do have low self-esteem, so I don't want people to think, like, that, that's not good, but I don't want people mm-hmm. to think that what I'm about to say is, like, oh, she's boastful and into herself, because it's very far from the truth, I'm not. <laughs> but when I detach myself from those feelings, I think to myself, when I think about how I was creating God's image, I was literally creating God's image. God has literally placed so many gifts and amazing things in us, yes. and how could I ever let anything or anyone even myself tell myself that i'm not worthy yeah like that's nothing but the devil i love that that's so true i I think about that um a lot where i think about like we are daughters of a king like you know we are heirs to the you know what i mean to the throne like we have so many amazing things from an amazing god that created us but we let our great adversary literally lie to us and we make his lies so much bigger than the truth when they couldn't be further Further. from the truth but he wants to keep us where we're at because he knows what god has instilled in us he knows he knows the type of power we have yes he knows the power that's in us and he doesn't want us to display that yeah so if he can keep us in our minds and keep us in our negative thoughts and keep us in a fearful place where we never step out of the box and grow. Or like how Peter stepped out of the boat. Everyone talks about Peter sinking because he took his eyes off Jesus. But Peter literally stepped he out stepped of the boat. Off. He literally is like, okay, Jesus is out there. I'm going to walk to him. Who else has ever walked on water? Who else going to step off the boat? Right. <laughs> but like literally that's us. Like just focus on God. Greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. Like there's nothing impossible. That's there's it. nothing impossible. Um, For me... You know, obviously, I already talked about my my fear that's no longer a fear of mine anymore. Um, But one thing that was tied to that fear was similar to what you talked about is I was afraid that I was never going to, like, have a successful, satisfying life. Mm -hmm. I felt like my life is going to be nothing. You know, I really, truly believe, like, like my life's going to be nothing. You know, I'm just going to waste away and, like, I'm not going to be able to live out my dreams. Um right now because this is so fresh i'm like Psh, nothing stopping me <laughs> nothing is going to stop me i don't even know what it is i was okay and i don't think my co-workers listen to this but i was like, i'm about to go into work tomorrow put my two-week notice in be like i'm out <laughs> <laughs> because uh-huh. i'm like i don't want to stay in places that don't fulfill me that don't make me happy that don't make me excited like do the things that you want to do um it is and so right now i'm feeling like Psh, i'm a, I, I don't care if i fail i'm stepping out the boat um But one thing that I have not worked on yet that I would say is still a fear because it's things I need to process through still is I have a fear of being single the rest of my life. Mm. Like I really have a fear that I will push everyone and anyone away and not get married and be like this little old lady who's sitting in her house with like her animals and like talking to birds outside and I guess I talk to animals right now too so I guess I don't know that's too crazy but like be this like lonely old lady in my house because I was so afraid to let anyone in um and in all honesty I guess I would say the step that I have take taken and I know there's more that needs to come after that is counseling as well you know I brought that up in counseling and I told her like um, my counselor like I I've had a couple bad experiences with guys Mm -hmm. and it's become very polarizing to me 
and I don't ever want to be in that position again. And, you know, her just working through now, she did say something I like. So now you may not ever, ever like everything that your counselor says. She was like, well, maybe you just want to wait until your son's out of high school. And I'm like, out of high school? Be, oh, as heck. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's only in a couple more years. But, but, um, but I would say, you know, for me, counseling is going to help me with that. Because I'm yeah. becoming more honest and talking about things that I kind of glossed over before. So, um, yeah. I'm excited for you because I think that I'm just happy to hear that you're recognizing why you don't want to date and you're taking your time with it. Honestly, listen, it's too many people out here that's dating that don't need to be. Okay. (laughs) Sit down somewhere and get some therapy or something. (laughs) Great advice. Yes. Sit down and get some therapy. Sit down and get some therapy first. Like, we really be jacked up out here, like, mm-hmm. looking for a man, looking for a woman. Affairs are all out of order, everything. Mm-hmm. So, it's amazing that you're taking your time and you're not, like, just still dating people, knowing that you have these things that you have to work through mm-hmm. and, and leading people on or whatever. So, I'm excited that you're doing it the right way because when you get ready, you're going to oh, be ready. I'm going to be so ready. I just feel like everything, like, everything in my life is, like slowly coming around to be something amazing you know getting back into counseling and taking steps to conquer fears and talking about things and even this podcast is so therapeutic to be able to sit and have a whole bunch of strangers listen to all of my just mess (laughs) like y'all just gonna know everything about me that I don't want y'all to know but it 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 feels freeing it does it feels freeing because I know there's other people who deal with it there's Mm -hmm. other people who struggle with what we struggle with um and we want you guys to do this too and you don't have to like be out on you know whatever on a bullhorn and tell everyone (laughs) everything but you know write down your fear or talk to someone that you know about a fear and figure out what's the first step What's the first step of conquering that? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I take, even if it's just one baby step. Yeah. One, one baby, baby step, step to get a little bit closer of getting over that fear. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we um, hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, all the notes are in um, for the links to our social media and everything like that. Yes. Um, make sure that you subscribe so you do not miss an episode. Um, make sure that you rate and review. That's yes. how we are getting you know known on these platforms. Word of mouth. Tell people. Yes. Tell people you Please. know. Um, put it on your social medias. Go to work and tell someone, Share. like, I listen to this. Like, that's how we grow, too, is people, mm-hmm. you know, hearing from someone else of something great that they like. Yes. And we go live every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So if you want to... Join the conversation yes. in real time. Talk to us about all of the things we discussed on the episode. Ask whatever questions you want to ask. Just be silly in there because that's what we end up doing Sometimes a lot of times. Sometimes we just be doing some goofy stuff. I'm like, what in the world are we talking about, y'all? It get crazy, <laughs> yes. So make sure y'all are following us on social media. Yes. Like Gabby said, the links are available. And join us on Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time for our live recaps. Thank you so much. Bye.